As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Hour number two of a numbers game in Visa, the sports betting network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. Live from Bar Canada at the D here, downtown Las Vegas. Gil Alexander, Kelly Bidlin in the house. Still to come this hour, Jason Weingarten from under a cloud of smoke as the baseball home stretch. We love football so much. There are days that we do this, Mondays and Fridays specifically, where we almost don't, Mondays we don't at all, right? But Fridays we barely talk about baseball too. Baseball is so awesome right now with these uh, with these races down the stretch, particularly the National League for that final wild card spot. Uh, we'll talk to Jason about that. The Giants currently inhabiting the number three wild card position after the Reds, Marlins, and D-backs all lost yesterday. Giants got rained out. Split doubleheader tomorrow to make up for it. Baseball still has a TV problem, though. Like, they, they have a tremendous TV Like, if problem. you're an average fan, like I am, I'm very much an average MLB fan. So you're, that you're, mean, a, you're a sub-average. You're it, a below-replacement level probably, MLB yes. fan. So that what that translates to is a couple times a week, I think to myself, you know what? Let me throw on a baseball game right now. Yeah. And then I spend five minutes trying to find one, and I can't even find one to watch. And I have all the apps and everything, and I can't even it's, find it. It's horrible. And then I just get frustrated and give up. I, we've talked about this before. We are in some ridiculous blackout rules place here in Las well, Vegas. Yeah, that there are six clubs that we don't get to watch on a regular basis because of this. It's incredible. If I want to watch the Dodgers or what do the we get Diamondbacks. The An- we get the Angels and the Diamondbacks. I thought we got the Diamondbacks. I... Well, the Diamondbacks, I'm watching on some regional network, just like I am the Giants every day. But if I want to watch the Dodgers, yeah, I got to roll up to the sports book right. every day. Because, you know, God forbid MLB doesn't punish me for not attending games at Chavez Ravine <laughs> from here in Las Vegas. I'll never, I've worked in TV for 15 years. I'll never understand blackout rules. I, I, I seriously don't. I don't get it. The theory of them being, we want to incentivize fans to buy tickets to the games. Yeah, yeah but that's only yeah. been on the decline over the past what, oh, four decades. Of course. I mean, ever since the television no, I'm, I'm was invented. That that's the original logic of them. Um, by the way, I mentioned earlier, we, we mentioned that tweet from uh, Sam Monson at Pro Football Focus where Justin Jefferson at age 24 has more receiving yards than any Chicago Bear receiver ever in the history, the 100-plus-year history of the Chicago Bears. Uh, any guesses, Kelly, as to who is the leading receiver in the history of the Chicago Bears? Oh, my God. This is, this no list, idea. This list is horrific. Alshon Jeffrey. <laughs> Alshon Jeffrey is third all-time. Oh, my God. That was close. He is third all-time. I have no idea. Uh, you would never get this. I wouldn't either. 1954, Harden Hill, Harlan Hill. Who could forget that? He's number two. And Johnny Morris. 1958 uh, to 1967. He's the leading uh, 
leading oh. receiver in the history yep. of the Chicago Bears. Who could for like Walter that? Payton's four, just to give you an example. Really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not exactly known <laughs> primarily for his receiving, I should say. Dr. Bob is here, everybody. His name is Bob Stoll. You can follow him on Twitter at drbobsports. drbobsports.com is the website. He is a pioneer, even though he does not like that that uh, term. He is a pioneer, nonetheless, in uh, using predictive algorithms to predict the uh, outcome of sporting events. He was a stats major at Cal. That's where he uh, got the the brainstorm to do this, and it became his life's journey. How you doing, Bob? Doing all right, Gil. I'm not sure everyone's super excited to have me on. I was uh, 0-3 last week. Now, on your show, I, I wasn't 0-3 overall. I had a good week, decent week overall, actually. Every, every game I didn't release on your show did pretty well. Um, but uh, some bad luck on a couple of plays I released here. And you need to pick it up is what I need. I, you know, here's what happens. They call it gambling for a reason, Gil. I had the Boise State Central Florida over. The teams combined for 914 yards, 7.0 yards per play, and uh, somehow only totaled like 30 points or something. And uh, New England Philly, you know, New England outgained Philly by a ton and outgained them on a yard for a play basis and failed to cover by uh, the hook. Yeah. So that's why they call it gambling. That's <laughs> why they call it gambling. I want to ask you about two things before you give us your picks. By the way, people are always excited to hear you, Bob, because this audience knows. All right. This audience is good at overcoming negative variants. That's right. Um, one, I hope so. One, your alma mater, Cal. Uh, I had a bet on that game late Saturday night. Uh, there was a quarterback substitution in the middle that looked like it was just going to absolutely be a boon for Cal. It was one of these games where they just could never get it done. Um, how, you know, when you when you see a personnel change like that, one of your strengths, and I talk about this with you in basketball especially, you, I, I would say your greatest strength, you may agree or disagree, is you're able to really assess the value of individual players. Was the, Is that a big boost for a team like Cal um, as you assess them now, as they go to, you know, as they change quarterbacks like that? I don't think Sam Jackson is that much better than Finley throwing the ball. The only thing Jackson adds uh, is some running ability. And he ran a few times, and he generally is considered a better runner than Finley. But, you know, Jackson started the opener against North Texas, got hurt early after four four passes. Uh, he was three or four in that opener. And then Finley came in and led the Bears to 58 points. I mean, it's, you know, I don't think there's much of a difference in the passing scheme. I would add a little bit for Jackson, you know, running the ball. But he was the original starter. He won the job in a close race uh, to begin with. So, um, you know, and obviously they believed in Finley enough to start him, even though Jackson was healthy enough to play. So I think in that case, I don't think there's much of a difference between the two quarterbacks. Okay. My my eyes then then deceived me, by the way, Cal, uh, losing to Auburn. Jack, Jackson looked Jackson looked better against Auburn. Yeah, he did look um, better. We, you know what we need? You know what we need is a new field goal kicker. Yes. Yes, you do. Uh, Auburn beats Cal in, in a real barn burner, 14 to 10 late Saturday night. Uh, okay. Colorado, Colorado State. What do your numbers say this line ought to be? 24. Um, but I do have a play on the over Ooh. that I just released to clients right before it came on. Okay. Um, so Colorado, I mean, their offense is for real. I mean, Shador Sanders was a four-star recruit coming out of high school. He went to Jackson State with his father. He had, was super efficient at Jackson State. People thought, oh, well, that may not translate. But he was a four-star recruit coming out. Of, he, he's not a scrub. I mean, he's like, oh, he came from Jackson State. Oh, he's playing because his daddy's a coach. That's, no. I mean, this guy is a legitimate talent. 
And, you know, they get Horn and Weaver from South Florida in the transfer portal. Great receivers. They had a couple more transfer receivers that are talented. So that the, the skill is there for the passing game to be really good. And they have good running backs. They just don't have a great offensive line. So the passing game is real. He's completed 77 77.5% of his passes, 903 yards in two games, 8.2 yards per, per pass play. TCU and Nebraska are better than average defenses. TCU didn't look like it in the first game, but they are better than average defense. And Nebraska certainly is a better than average defense. And he is lighting them up. Now they play Colorado State. Colorado State has a good run defense. They had a good run defense last year. They shut down Washington State's run game, but they cannot stop the pass at all. They're horrible against the pass. And against the Cougars in their opener, they gave up 449 pass yards at 8.5 yards per pass play. Um, Colorado and they, Colorado throws it 65% of the time. I mean, they're going to they're gonna throw it and throw it and throw it. And I guess you've heard the comments, you know, that Sanders gonna... taking it personally. Yes. Because, you know, because uh, uh, Jay Norvell made a comment about what he wears at press conferences or something. Like, yeah, yeah, the quote is... Light in the flame here. The quote is, I don't care if they hear this in Boulder. I told them I took my hat off and I took my glasses off. I said, when I talk to grownups, I take my hat and my glasses off. That's what my mother taught me. Because, and I did want to ask oh. you about that. I'm glad you bring it up because you are a numbers guy. You take great pride in, you know, here's my model. I'm going with the, the raw data of this. But something like that, it has to seep into your thoughts, right? Like you have to add that to what you're thinking. Yeah, you know, in a, in a case like this, I think there was motivation anyway because a team that was so bad the previous year that is still feeling like they have to prove themselves tends to be good as a big favorite anyway because they're not they're not letting up for anyone. You know, and game day is going to be there. So I think the excitement was there anyway. But it might be a case like, you know, late in the game, Colorado's got the ball. Yeah. And you know, instead of sitting on it, they throw an extra touchdown at them. Absolutely. I mean, you know, which, which might help my over. <laughs> you know, my, and it might help you if you're on the Colorado side, but I don't think there's any value at minus 24 and a half. But it can't hurt, you know, if you're back in Colorado to have them be like, you know what? Hey, fine. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I'll add a touchdown here and then I'll take my, you know, keep my hat on in the, in the press conference. Bob, what's the, what's um, the highest, Colorado, what's the highest you'd play the total? Uh, 63, and it went from 61 to 63 in the last couple of minutes after I released it. So okay. 63 is, is, is good. I think it's going to be more like 69, uh, 70 points uh, is what you know, my ratings project. And Colorado State has a decent pass offense. They, you know, now they've got, their, got a new quarterback who doesn't take you – know, Clay Miller was a quarterback last year, and he took 50 sacks. I mean, it's, you know, the pass game's fine if the guy just doesn't take sacks. And they, they're bringing in they, – they finally benched him last week, and Fallon Nicolosi came in and did a really nice job – uh, two weeks ago, excuse me, uh, in their opener against Washington State, thrown for 210 yards on 20 passes. One of them was a long pass, but even without the long pass, his numbers were still good. And I think, you know, Jay Norvell has proven himself to be a good offensive coach. And Colorado, you know, their defense, great against the pass, terrible against the run. I don't think Colorado State's okay. going to run a ton, All right. but I think they're going to be able to throw well enough to, and tons of possession. Both teams speed it up. So All right. I think it's going to be a lot of points. We got uh, 60 seconds here. Give us one more, Bob, if you would. Yeah, I like Atlanta in the NFL. Um, I think they're still plus one. One, I really said plus one and a half. I think it's still plus one and a half. Yeah, plus one and a half. Uh, oh no, now they're minus one and a half. Well, that's sort of thrown off because it went back and forth. Um, but I, well, now it's a lean. <laughs> you know, sort of a sort of a lean on Atlanta and minus one and a half. Um, you know, Ritter tends to throw underneath stuff, and Green Bay's got sort of a passive defense. So I think that underneath throwing is gonna is gonna help Atlanta. It plays into what Atlanta likes to do offensively. And uh, they, the Packers do not stop the run very well. 
And uh, that's fine because the Falcons are a good running team. They were fourth in, in, in the expected points added per run last year. They should be able to run the ball. I just, you know, and the matchups I think are good here. So I like Atlanta. Um, now they're minus one and a half. Uh, so it's not a best bet anymore, but uh, plus one and a half they were. But that line's gone back and forth. You might be able to get if it's minus one or better, then it's worth a play. Certainly a bigger play, but at minus one and a half, a lean on Atlanta. All right. Colorado, Colorado State over and a lean on the Atlanta Falcons. Bob, appreciate you coming on right after release and stuff. Thank you. All right, buddy. Dr. Bob Sports, Dr. Bob Sports on Twitter, drbobsports.com. The great Dr. Bob stole Chris Felica. We can call him the great too, the bear from Fox Sports. Bear Bets Podcast. He's got college football thoughts next. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Free samples, free shipping, and our 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home too. Shop Blinds.com now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today. Get a daily email recapping all the best bets from our show hosts and guests. You also get unlimited access to our VSIN.com slash picks page. Sort picks by sport, matchup, event date, and more. Check the top VSIN experts leaderboard to view betting records, profit, and ROI, and see which VSIN expert has the hot hand. For VSIN Pro picks, betting splits, power ratings, plus 24 7 video access, become a VSIN Pro subscriber today. Sign up today for only $19 for your first month at VSIN.com slash subscribe. Gil Alexander, Kelly Bidlin, live from Bar Canada. Look at that. Bar Canada, live at the D here at uh, in downtown Las Vegas. By the way, I have a tennis play today. We uh, Easy peasy winner on uh, Sophia Kennan as, a, as an underdog yesterday, plus 115 in San Diego. Told you not to sweat it. <laughs> today, uh, going over 21 and a half games in the Kennan Emma Navarro match. Emma Navarro playing the best tennis of her career, beating Maria Sakari last night, late night in a third set breaker. Uh, I've got the Navarro Kennan match to be a, uh, a really good, good, hard fought match tonight. I'm going over 21 and a half games late night in San Diego. He is the bear. Uh, you know him from back in the day uh, for ES- uh, during ESPN's college game day heyday. Uh, now he has uh, taken his trade over to Fox Sports, where he is the host of not one but two podcasts, uh, the Bear Bets Pod, both in pro and college football, and of course a staple on their college football Saturday broadcast. It's Chris Felica, everybody. How you doing, Chris? I- I'm-, I'm doing well. I didn't stay up last night and watch that, that tennis, but uh, oh, it's great. Yeah, San Diego is just a great San Diego is just a great place. Just- Great people out there, and just have a place that I haven't been to in a while. But uh, looking forward to it. Uh, you, you're kind of being conflicted today, aren't you? You got Sophia Kennan versus Danielle freaking Collins. No, no, be no. A tough one for you. No, Kennan's taking Navar- is playing Navarro. 
Collins is. Oh, in the, I'm, I'm sorry. I thought I thought they were on the same side of the bracket. No, I'm Collins sorry. is taking on Grajikova. Now that could be a conflict okay. in the uh, in the finals. That's for sure. Yeah, I, I would think so. Yeah. Can, 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 I don't. I don't. I don't want to stir trouble up, but and I, maybe you can't go there. But why are you not doing your show from the circus studio? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sitting, as I'm sitting here, how many, how many students? Let me clear my throat going on in the background. I'm like, they got a perfectly good studio at Circa, and like you're sitting at a bar with like music and slot machines going off in the background, like. Huh? I, I don't get it. I was, so, I was. Who, who did you offend in your previous life? <laughs> uh, no comment. I don't know. I must, I must have offended it's, it's, somebody. It feels, it feels like you're getting sent to like the kiddies table or something. You're like serving out a punch. <laughs> I am at the kids table. By the way, can I just thank you on a different note uh, for for reminding me that tonight is uh, Rosh Hashanah because uh, you have uh, prevented me from getting all kinds of static from my mom. So I will remind uh, you. Reminded me to call her today. So thank you very much, and to those to whom it applies, Happy New Year. How about that. Thank you, Chris. You're, you're, you're quite, you're quite welcome. And I, and I will say the only reason I knew that was because I'm on a, a nice big, large group uh, text chain with a, with a bunch of Miami alums, and uh, and they were bringing it up about the the, the, the game being last night and, and bringing up the holiday. So uh, well, I figured one, once I heard about that, I'm like, let me, uh, let me wish my friend Gil a happy. Weekend. Thank you. By the way, I'm laughing because Kelly, Mr. FSU over there, as soon as you said a bunch of Miami alums, he's like shaking. He said like, oh yeah, Miami, sure. That's gotta be them. Uh, all right, let me just start where I where I, I we brought this up with Bob, or he brought it up, and then I, I riffed on it. The Jay Norvell comment again. You know, when I'm around adults, I take off my glasses and and, and my hat, like a real shot at Dion and maybe Dion's mother. Quite frankly, um, this is just pure idiocy, isn't it? Like I'm not I'm not overstating that. Yeah, it is because you're a team that doesn't need any additional motivation to score points. Look, we saw against Nebraska last week them punching one late and, and, and where they would just basically could have run the clock out and taken any. This is a team that's out for respect and legitimacy and people keep doubting them every week and giving them fuel to the fire to, to put up as many points on the board as they can. And, and now you've just kind of gone in there as like an unnoticed team off of a, an idle week and a, a week one blowout loss. And now you, you, you spice things up and you have them on full alert. Because the truth of the matter is, if this was a normal team, Colorado, like this would be the ultimate like sandwich spot. Sure. You had the big upset win over TCU at the start. You had the win over, over Nebraska last week in your home opener. And you got Oregon next week. This would have been like the ultimate time to just kind of sneak in, ugly the game up. Maybe it's a, a 10-point game in the second half and it's kind of oh, competitive, but... Now there's going to be no shot of that. I, I actually agree with Bob's with Bob's play there on the on, on the over because uh, I, I'm curious to see what the Colorado team total is. Too, I don't think they're going to stop scoring. I'm I'm so locked in as again I mentioned I went to San Francisco on uh, last Friday. I made sure my flight came back before kickoff of the Colorado game last week. Like I'm scheduling flights around them, and it's the only it's the only team where I'm grabbing the opener, right? It was two and a half against Nebraska. I was like, now that didn't end up being any better than, than what ended up being the spread. But I was like, grab the two and a half. Last week for this, I have Colorado minus 21 in this game. Next week, minus 14 and a half. I grab every one of them uh, because I just think this is a chronic thing. You have no bet on the side. You're not touching it at the current line? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, staying, I'm staying away. But I will be curious to see, depending on the result this week, how that number moves because your number of 14 and a half will probably, if you grab the 14 and a half against Oregon, I can only imagine that number is going to go down. 
Yeah, I think so. All right, what do you love best this week? Not, not the best slate in the world in yeah. terms of games. Like you've got all you've got like I think it's like fifteen of the twenty three uh, top twenty five teams are, are facing either an FCS team or they're favored by twenty four points or more. So it's not the, a lovely slate. But I, I found a couple of things that I do like. One of those uh, big favorites who now is unranked is Texas A and M. And normally, I would not want to be playing a team that went on the road and gave up close to 50 points uh, coming home against a, a really bad UL Monroe team that scored 41 points, I think, this year. But I, I think if you watched that game last week, it, it, as I did, A&M was so sloppy uh, defensively and special teams allowed Miami a bunch of chunk plays. Uh, I, I think practice will probably have been wretched up a little bit this week. Uh, especially with a, a, a subpar team coming in. Normally, this would be, like, I think, like a bluebird-type atmosphere. And fans wouldn't, wouldn't be enjoying it. But, but I think A&M uh, in that SEC West still has some hope with LSU already having a loss and Alabama having a loss, and, and now they have a loss in that conference as well. I think there's still an opportunity for them uh, in the SEC West. So I think A&M is going to come out. And uh, the shutout is very high on the bingo guard for this week. I, I do like uh, A&M laying the 36 against the uh, – the old Warhawks there from Monroe. Okay. A&M for Chris Felica on this. By the way, uh, did the Texas-Alabama outcome surprise you last week? Were you, were you shocked by that? Did you, do you, do you buy into what Nick Saban is saying that, no, this is, the future is now. This is, still, this is still all about this season? Are you on board with that? Yeah, I, I, I wasn't shocked, I guess, would, would, would not be. I was not shocked. Uh, but I, I should say this: the thing that shocked me was that I I had to watch the game when I when I got home. Fortunately, I DVR'd it, but like there was no fluke involved. Like the, no. the shock was that Texas, the Texas was better. Yes, at quarterback, wide receiver, offensive line, front seven. The fact that Texas had the better team and it was clear and obvious, and it wasn't like a go on the road fluke late field goal win turnover. Like the shock was that Texas was the better team, and they are. Uh, was, I never wanted to fully buy in on Texas until like they until I saw it, but I think what we saw on Saturday night makes them uh, definitely a, a national title contender now. Wow, national title contender, go that far? Yeah, no. You look, you look at look at the Big Twelve. Who's going to yeah. compete with them in the Big Twelve? Oh, maybe oh, that Red River game in a couple weeks is going to be fantastic. But uh, you, you look, look at the odds to win the title. I think they're now the third co third choice. Yeah, uh, with Florida State at ten to one. Uh, what besides A and M do you like? I, I, I took Illinois plus 15 against Penn State. I mean, there, there isn't much to like about what we saw from Illinois in the first couple of games. They probably should have lost at home to Toledo, uh, never in the game in Lawrence. But there's just something weird about like conference road games, whether it's Penn State this week, LSU this week, Tennessee this week, Florida State this week. Like, you go on the road and you face an unranked team in a, in, in a conference road game. Like, crazy things like, sometimes happen where – you just kind of struggle because you've been playing a couple of non non power five teams, group of five teams, FCS teams, and now you're wrenching it up against a, a legitimate team. And if Penn State, I mean, Aller is a great quarterback, but again, it's still your conference road game. Illinois still has some parts on defense to play with, and I would think after the way they looked last week, uh, Bielman and that staff will have them ready to play. It's interesting too because again, the players have changed the state uh, have, have changed. But the coaching staff is still there. You go back the last few years in Penn State's first road game of the year. Last year, they needed that comeback at Purdue where Brom really helped them with the poor clock management. 
two years ago. I think they I think they won sixteen ten at a Wisconsin team that kind of wasn't like a typical Wisconsin team. I think they had a non-offensive touchdown in the game, that game was your only touchdown as well. And then the COVID year, they lost in Indiana. So, like, the first road game of the year is not treating Penn State well. That's not to say that's the reason why I like Illinois here, but, but I do think the Illini I get north of two touchdowns. Is, uh, is the way to go. All right. Chris Felique of the Bear. Again, the uh, Bear Bets podcast, both college and pro version. College out on on uh, Thursdays, pro out on Fridays. Our own Will Hill, part of that as well. Uh, and big noon kickoff in Boulder, yep. in Boulder, Colorado, where everybody is for the Colorado-Colorado State game. Enjoy, Chris. Always appreciate it, man. Thank two, you. Yeah, two, two, two more quick ones before we, before I go. Ohio getting three against Iowa State and North Texas getting five against Louisiana Tech. Bang! Two bonus plays from there. The you go. Thank you, sir. Coming back with Jason Weingarten under a cloud of smoke. Next on baseball, a numbers game on VSN, the sports betting network. Football's back in full swing with another week of epic games. And who's got you covered on the action for every single one of them? Why, it's DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet five dollars on football and get two hundred dollars instantly in bonus bets. Get in on the NFL Week 2 action with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code VEGAS to sign up. New customers can bet just $5 and take home 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code VEGAS. The crown is yours. Gil Alexander, we get tweets at beating the book. Daytime Degenerate. Hey, Gil, uh, talking about the uh, the rule where you fumble through the end zone and the defense gets the ball. He goes, what if they changed it to both coaches meet at the 20 and have a jump ball? As a Chiefs fan... I feel like I'd be in trouble. <laughs> yeah, you probably would be. Yeah. Uh, let's see. A lot of these uh, sushi. The sushi thing is unbelievable. It really is. I said it one time. And what was your comment off air, Kelly? Would you like to share with everybody what your comment was off air as to why it had so many legs? You got cranky about it? No, you said I was childish about it. Is what you yeah, said? Yeah, you were. You you stood up. You stood up on that desk, and you were like, I've I got stood the, up on you're the like, desk. You're like, I got the best sushi place in town, and I refuse to share it with anybody. It was very. It was. I don't. Childlike. I don't believe that's an exact quote. Quite frankly, childish. that's how I remember. It. I resemble that remark. Uh, Bill Hooker, in a perfect world, Matt Brown would be attempting field goals while Kelly chugs eggnog on the sideline. Yes. Scott Weston, I heard you give the name of the sushi place a week back or so. Wasn't it Tutu Nakua Puka? <laughs> the, by the way, Puka Nakua not, not practicing this week. Yeah. Right after I made the bet on him. I know, right? Uh, Matt threw that out. God, come on. Making me feel even better about the Niners. And R. Johnson, guilt chances of Colorado being in the Labor Day lineup of games next season, 99.99%. As you said, the content is the best thing of 2023. Sure is. And uh, last one, sports betting guy. A couple weeks ago, I was uh, at a sports book in Blackhawk, Colorado, filled with CU fans 40 miles from Boulder. The book couldn't play the Colorado TCU game due to a dispute with DirecTV slash Fox. Just ridiculous. We, we do have to end, like, the TV uh, distributor wars that are affecting fans who just want to watch football games. Spectrum and... and the upper northeast part of the country too. The, the, the dispute with ESPN. The regional network stuff is one thing because like that, that that happens all the time. But like we're you know almost every TV market deals with this. But what we have Directv in town here that doesn't get CBS right now. There's a dispute with like how do you not get a major network? Is you that know? right? Yeah, it's wow. incredible. Jason Weingarten joins us, everybody. He's at Spreadopedia on the old Twitter machine. He comes to us from under a cloud of smoke in Southern California, a man who is very generous with his sushi spots in the Southland. By the way, uh, Jason, who who calls Southern California the Southland besides weathermen? Anybody? 
One person? Nobody. Nobody. Never, never heard of it. Not not, I've person. never referred to it as such. It's Nobody, only the, I know. That's great. Kelly's dying because it's only the weatherman. I'm telling you. Well, you know what? I got confused when I first moved out here to Vegas. It's like the the regions where like I technically live in Paradise, Nev- in Nevada. Yes, but you like do. you don't write that anywhere. No, like it's do. not yeah. an address. The Southland. Uh, Jason, how you doing, man? How's uh? You're you're a Colorado guy. You like me? Jump on the openers, don't you? Yeah, uh, this week I actually jumped on Colorado State, though, because it was such Ooh. a big number. But, uh, you know, Dion said yesterday they made it personal. Now I'm a yeah. little worried what that means. <laughs> it's going to be he's like garbage time will not be garbage time anymore. I'm going to I'm gonna run this up. Uh, really stupid move by Jay Norvell. He just he woke up a team that that was just going to play it out and go, go on to Oregon, but not anymore. Uh, so like. I mean, I, I'm just like shocked you said that because like I'm a known Colorado hater and I thought they'd be a disaster, but like I didn't insult Dion's mama. No, you know? no, you did not. Not, uh, not that I just I said I thought I thought the quarterback coach father son combo just never works out. I didn't I didn't say nothing about his mom. <laughs> you did not. We don't have you on record doing that. Uh, let me <laughs> just for the record. Do you have any college or pro football plays before we get to baseball? Anything besides Colorado State? We talked about the Jets uh, mm-hmm. last time I was on. Looks like that's moving down to eight and a half from the, the nine and a half. So wouldn't tell you to play that now. I just want to point out that's uh, going the way I thought it would. And then I got I got some 49ers and teaser pieces. I'm going to that game. I'm a uh, little interested in this game. You said you uh, took a future on uh, Puka. Uh, offensive rookie of the year. Yeah. What, what number you get? Not a great one. Uh, Twenty five to one. Oh, man. Yeah, it's tough. The wide receivers, especially not being a first round pick, have a historically bad track record. I I'd need a much bigger number than that. I was I was target drunk. You got 15 yeah, targets. You I get that. I, I totally get that after week one. You, yeah. you know, you got to play the guys you like still. But yeah, yeah, such, well, such an uphill battle for any wide receiver. For sure. Got to get on the field, though, every week. That's the problem already this week. Baseball today. I, I was. uh I was talking earlier with Kelly about how, how just so awesome these races are, specifically uh, for the last wild card position in the American League, where three teams are vying, or I should say, two teams are vying for uh, three teams are vying for two positions, and in the National League, we're four, and it might even be more in the end if the Cubs fall back. But right now, four teams vying for the third and final wild card spot. The Giants with a one Giants who already controlled their own destiny now with a one game lead in the loss column anything in baseball today sir yeah a couple plays so one one thing i gotta say though is that my season takes uh you know i tend to end the season slightly earlier um you know i think it's like oh and five the last five years making money the last couple weeks of the season so i've learned the hard way when to uh you know kind of pull up on on the stick early when to fold them yep yeah. Um, that said, I bet the Rays today minus one thirty. I like this. You, you didn't mention this matchup. If they don't win today, yeah. it's gonna gonna be a big, you know, big big win for Baltimore. This is about as must win as it gets in terms of the Rays wanting to win the division today. Yes. Yeah, so the, uh, I so laid one twenty three there. Yeah. The Rays beat the Orioles yesterday four to three. It's a four game set. The Orioles need to win one of the four, now obviously three left, to win the tiebreaker with the Rays. 
Uh, if the Rays sweep them, then the Rays have the tiebreaker. But right now, the Orioles, two games ahead in the loss column, but they both have 91 wins. So really a one-game lead in the American League East, which is, by the way, I grew up an Orioles fan. This is why I, I never really could talk them up, because I, I always thought, and I'm on record of saying this on the show, I always thought Tampa Bay would win this division in the end. Uh, did not bet it, by the way, for the record. But the Rays have lost, you know, all their pitchers, Wander Franco. It's it's much closer than anybody expected it to be at this point in the season. Well, I just feel like, you know, this is such a reminder of, you know, when the Orioles had that little offensive drought here recently. It's such a reminder of, oh, yeah, you can play 162 of these games. But in the playoffs, if you just have two games right at the start, right, you don't win your division and you have two games where your offense just disappears, it's over. It's so cruel. And that was just a reminder of that. And I just don't think the Orioles have the pitching for a postseason run. But you're right. That's a huge game tonight, too. And you're on the Rays. Real quick. Yeah, Rays for me tonight. Does the division price, uh, does that attract you guys at all? Plus 185 on the Rays to win this division? It's a one-game difference? Still plus 185? Yeah. Well, I might take that now. I think I think I have a bigger raise price from the first week of the season or so. I'm actually I'm I, I would like the raise to win. I don't think they're going to. But plus one eighty, it would make me money. Plus one eighty five is pretty juicy at this point. You that know. Feels- yeah. Yeah. I'd rather bet. I'd rather bet the Rays straight up tonight. So if they don't win, your one eighty five becomes much bigger tomorrow. Right. Yeah. No. Good point. Rays minus one twenty five on the road at Camden tonight. What else did you bet? Anything? Um, I bet the Tigers, and that's not really a play on the Tigers as much as a fade of the Angels, which I just kind of tend to do more more often than not at this point. And I have my eye on this Dodgers. Dodgers, Mariners game night. It's uh, Bobby Miller versus George Kirby. <clears throat> this is a game I probably would have been really excited about to watch in the minor leagues about 18 months ago or 12 months ago. Now it's a marquee pitching matchup in MLB. But uh, Dodgers, I was going to wait a little bit to bet the Dodgers, but I see the market starting to move. So I guess limits probably just went up on the game uh, recently. So um, I see it's 106, 104. I think Dodgers probably going to move up a little bit throughout the day. Not much, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm on the Dodgers here. I just haven't bet it yet. Jason, to the people who still now, you know, 15, 16, 17 games left in the season, who are still saying they want to bet San Diego now at really long prices to get to the postseason. Six and a half games out of a postseason position, but have the easiest remaining schedule in all of baseball. To those people who are thinking of making such a bet, you would say what? What's the price? I mean, what, what price are we talking about? They, they had huge numbers on that. Um, I want to like make sure. Talk to- I, someone told me seventy-five to one. Let me just let me just double check that. But but it's that kind of long price at this point. I mean, it's interesting. You know, it's it's always a fun thing to consider. You know, and, and crazy things do happen the last couple of weeks of the baseball season. I'd probably tell you kind of make some money line parlays. You know, rollover kind of things. Uh, you're going to make a lot of money that way if the uh, Padres do actually go on a run. Padres not, not even, convinced not they even do. Listed, I mean, not even listed at DraftKings, by the way. Like, that, they, they, you know. they've done nothing all season, and you expect them just to kind of pump it the last two weeks and make playoffs. I think that's unrealistic. Snell, Snell is the Cy Young Award winner, yes? Yeah, unless he blows up, unless it's going to be cold and Snell, unless somebody does something crazy at this point. All right, 10 seconds. Most random thing you have a bet on this weekend is... Uh, the European golf tour. I don't think I have anything that crazy going. Trying to roast Shona. Trying to, uh, you know, not bet tomorrow. I'm going to be with the family. Happy New Year, Jason. 
Appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Happy New Year. We're leaving the Mets here. I'm not the Mets, the Marlins. Bunch of jerks. One went away from blowing the win total. Under. <laughs> That's right. That, that too. Well, well, last salvo before he enjoys his New Year. Coming back, Kelly and I wrap it up next. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Free samples, free shipping, and our 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home too. Shop Blinds.com now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Nobody knows football like VSIN, and now's the time to become a VSIN Pro subscriber. Only VSIN Pro subscribers get all the tools to prep for college and pro games every week. Our picks page recapping all the best bets from guests and hosts throughout the day in one convenient place. This season, we have a top VSIN experts leaderboard to see which VSIN expert has the hot hand, and our betting splits lets you know where the money and bets are moving for every game. The betting splits page updated with DraftKings betting data every five minutes, so you can see changes in all the action. Go to vsin.com slash subscribe for all your options to become part of the Sports Betting Network. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin, live from Bar Canada at the D, uh, part of the Circus Sports Empire. Derek Stevens, Empire. Would he like mm-hmm. it if we called it an empire? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. Maybe I'll ask. There's a man of the people. Yeah, he might be like, that's a little much. Yeah. Empire. Um, by the Great way, people here. Felika totally doing me a solid by uh, letting me know it's uh, Rosh Hashanah tonight. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not even kidding you. I like completely forgot. And I could already, my mom would have called and she would have just been like, what do you mean you don't call your mother for wish her happy new year? <laughs> then I'd be like, I'm watching Prime. She'd be like, who is Prime? <laughs> so, watching Prime. <laughs> so that's the, the whole thing. How about I caught, I caught ESPN yesterday having to do a, like this made me feel old, where they had to do a, uh, a package, which is basically one, you know, a long feature story of what you see, long feature on Deion Sanders about like it basically explaining to the kids out there why Deion is so famous. Yeah, I was like, oh, man, I feel old. Like, and the whole point of the story was like, hey, this guy is entertainment personified, like, ever since he was in college. But you know what? Maybe maybe this is a, you're actually hit on something. Like, maybe we shouldn't assume, right, that everybody. I, I know. When Deion Sanders was at Florida State, he was already just awesome, mm-hmm. right? He, he ends up being the fifth pick and was the greatest First five picked in the NFL draft, maybe in history. There was one bust in there, by the way. It was Troy Aikman. It's 1989. Troy Aikman won. Tony Mandrich, who was the bust, was number two. But then it was Barry Sanders to the Lions, number three. Derek Thomas to the Chiefs at four. And then Dion at five to the Falcons. And Dion, in a day where uh, flashiness wasn't really ingrained in the pop culture, just came out and was talking schmack from the first moment, chains everywhere. And he was one of these guys where a lot of people were like, whoa, what, what's happening? From day one, 
day one yep. in a Falcons uniform, you're like, oh, this is a Hall of Famer, period. And then he ends up playing baseball at the same time. He helps the Atlanta Braves get to the postseason. I mean, it was just it's just an amazing, amazing athletic career. I mean, a lot of people will say Bo Jackson, but Deion Sanders, probably the best athlete I think I've ever seen in my he's, life. He's right up there. He's right up there. And it's just it was just fascinating. I'm like watching this and you're like, wow. Iconic American figure. I, I this guess boy. you do have to explain to some 20 somethings out there like, yes. who this why this he's guy right. was such a big deal. By the way, Aaron Schatz is texting me right now. Normally I wouldn't I wouldn't say this on air, but Aaron Schatz, uh, who was the creator of DVOA, was with Football Outsiders for so many years and is now at FTN because he still owns DVOA. Uh, so he still has it. He, he has famously come on this show for years and he, you know, one of our running themes has been that he goes back in time. I think he's gone all the way back to 1981 now and has assessed every play of every game in the NFL all the way back to 1981 and the greatest team of all time throughout all these years, back to 1981, not of all time, but as far as back as he's been able to get the footage of every play, is the 1991 Washington Skins. So that was always a source of pride for me. Everybody else can go to hell because I know that's the greatest team and Aaron Schatz backs it up. Well, he texted me about four or five days ago and he's like, I have bad news. I have good news and bad news. The bad news is I re I, I rejiggered everything oh, no. and I got more granular. And he's like, the 2007 Patriots have now gone ahead of the 91 skins. And I'm like, oh, that's and I, so well, much. No, but he goes, but here's the good news. I'm about to redo the postseason of all those years. And I think the 91 skins are going to go ahead. And he just texted me now and he goes, good news. 91 go. Washington, again, the greatest team of all time. There we go. Yeah. Thank you very much. I will not be debated on this subject. <laughs> Uh, Mark Rippon sacked seven times all year. All right, week two. Kelly, we didn't get to your picks. You have picks? Yeah, we did. Oh, yeah. What yeah, do you I got? got? Picks. I got picks. Uh, we'll throw up mine as well, but what are yours? Let's see. I am on the Chargers with you. We, I think that was the one we kind of identified early in the week. We're Guessing lines be on. immediately. Yeah. And um, look, it's looking like there could be no Austin Eckler. I get the whole... Actually, no, I don't get the whole. Like, say, haven't we gotten to the point in the past few years, Gil, of like stop bringing up the West Coast early travel? Like, I, I think yeah, those like records like not are, a are not a trend, not a thing anymore. Yeah. Um, so, look, I, I'm just not a big believer. This is as much of a bet against the Titans as it is on the Chargers. And this Titans team, I don't think it's very good. I think what you saw last week uh, against the Saints is two teams that are going to be kind of below expectations this year. So, laying three points. Why is this three, by the way? Is this a Vrabel There's, versus are, Staley thing? Yeah, I mean, that's, I was just going to bring That's my yeah. only concern on this game it is is the Vrabel versus Staley uh, matchup. I Look, but, but, the Chargers watch defense. Everybody has, plays football. Everybody calls football games like Staley did. I, I, we, we all gave Staley so much crap for the for the fourth down stuff. Now everybody plays it mm-hmm, like him. Mm-hmm. I get it. The, the, the rightful criticism of Staley is he's a defensive coach and their defense, right. with all that talent, got crushed last week. But Tennessee? What am I missing? I don't know. I don't know. What so just happened? It's like six people that just went into our control room. Well, <laughs> well, we better make these four minutes count. This might be the end. <laughs> We're not getting the plug right, pulled. Go ahead right before we get our plug pulled. Uh, I did lay the points with the Giants when it got back to four. Chernoff threw us the curveball. What was that two days ago? We were sitting here doing the show, and I'm like, whoa, why'd this just jump from four to five and a half, six, or whatever it was? Was it the, him in the end? Yeah, it was him. Oh, it, yeah, was it was him. Oh, okay. Yeah, it, 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 uh, I think it was a right angle release. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it came back down. I, I'm on. I, I'm laying the four. This is. 
I think they're the team. Obviously, we made a lot. I was on the Vikings a lot last year, right? This Giants team, I don't think I'm as down on them as you are. But even here, like I think it, it, the, I think the Cardinals are just going to be a fade all year long. I think this is a it's a must win week two game, right, for the Giants. They're in that mode already. It really is. So I'm laying the four there. Uh, this Ravens Bengals. I, I bet the over. I don't bet a lot of totals uh, pregame. We were talking about that. It's more in game of what I'll look at totals wise. I'm going over though. This if this with all the injuries on the Ravens, you know, Ravens team have all over the place, but the defensive side of the ball and then an offensive line that might lead to Lamar more running than we see from him almost all year. Think he could be successful against this Bengals defense, and on the flip side, just don't believe what we saw out of the offense in the Bengals week one, unless. Unless Burrow is way more injured than we really know about. I, I don't expect to see that. I think this Ravens defense is going to be pretty brutal all year. I think we could see some scoring, which which we usually don't in a divisional game between those two. I know really smart people like Steve Fezziker on the other side of that. Sorry, Steve. Um, he literally just texted the second. <laughs> I was like, that. I was like one of us is going to lose. Yeah. Um, he's, and then he's quoting office space. Go ahead. <laughs> teaser of the week for me, Bills and 49ers. I love that teaser. Bills Niners, you 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 adore that teaser. And I have the Niners tied in. I have the Eagles tied in with the Niners as well. You so want to give so. that teaser a big hug. I really do. Oh, I really do. Do you agree with Matt Brown's take about the Bengals and the Ravens on the side? He loves the Bengals. I, if I had to bet it one way, it would be Bengals. Bengals. But I'm not betting that that type of that type, those two teams. I'm not laying three and a half because that that's no. where it is everywhere now. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's three and a hook. Yeah, I'm um, not laying three and a half. Mine again, and I gave these out at the beginning of the show. These are. You know, I got the Chiefs at minus two and a half at the moment that Chris Jones announced that he signed. I bought it to the two and a half at that point. It's three and a half now, so I wouldn't play it, but I got the two and a half. My five contest picks are going to be, uh, I shouldn't say contest picks because I haven't checked. Maybe there's a hook here that, that I that I haven't accounted for, and, and I did get to three on some of these. So I had them pulled up. These are the, I mean, again, guessing lines, my first reaction, Chargers minus three at Tennessee, and then Seahawks plus five against Detroit. Me and Matt are oppo on that one. He doesn't like those Seahawks injuries. I am on the Giants minus four. I did buy the Broncos down to minus three against Washington, but I'll play them minus three and a half in the contest as well. And then I've got the Steelers. Um, I bought them to plus three, but they are, I think they're probably plus two and a half. Two and Maybe a half that's a contest yeah. play. I don't know 100%, but uh, I have I've absolutely bet all of those. Those are all in the account as they are seen there. And I have a Bill Steelers teaser. Those are all bets in the account. As far as Survivor, again, I have four entries out of the uh, five that I started with, lost on the Broncos last week. Uh, I think it's some combination of Bills, Broncos, and then and. Uh, Giants. I have not wavered on them all week. I only have my one. I think I've decided, and I'm rolling with the Giants. Giants. One of my entries will just be an auto-fade Arizona entry until they have a bye week, and then I'm going to have to make a choice. And I get what Matt was saying. I think he made a good point with her. He's going with Buffalo. If you, for some reason, are in that same camp, I do think it's a good week to use Buffalo. If you don't, if you too. just don't think they're going to be that great this I year... I don't think they're going to be that great. Yeah. Or, or at least not great enough where I can... Listen, even in their greatest moments. Like, I lost Survivor mm-hmm. two years ago when they had that 9-6 to six Jacksonville performance. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm already, like, not trusting them based on that trauma. So, yeah, I'm going to use them maybe on two entries this week and, and just hope that Jimmy G and the Raiders don't pull it out of there you know where. I just want, I want to get the Giants out of the way. Let me, let me pick up that one, get get them off my board. Yep, yep. Bills, I, I still have enough belief in that I might want to use. Uh, I'll use further down the line. But I won't. I didn't use Philly last night, and I won't use the Cowboys because in the circuit contest there are Thanksgiving and right. Christmas uh 
considerations. That's what my, my, my buddy Tommy in DC wants to do the same survivor picks as me. And I'm like, dude, you're not in the circle one. Like, so you can, yeah, you can use in your small pool of Cowboys in, in Philly if you need to. So again, know the rules, know the quirks of your particular survivor pool. Kelly, that does it for us. Appreciate it. Football Fridays are awesome. Oh, they're awesome. What a great show. Good luck with all your bets this weekend. College and pro. Best bets is next. Enjoy from Visa, the Sports Betting Network. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening if you love sports and true crime then there's a new podcast from executive producer dan patrick and hosted by me jay harris that you won't want to miss playing dirty sports scandals each week i'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever i'm talking marcus dixon olympic gymnastics kane velasquez salacious super bowl level scandals Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.